I wanted to talk briefly about the visual analysis and kind of cover what we talked about in class, but add a little bit to that as you guys are drafting for tomorrow. As a reminder, you're required to have two to three body paragraphs ready for class tomorrow and make sure you upload those into the discussion forums in your groups on Blackboard. Um, one of the things that we talked about in class on Friday was to make sure that you have a strong arguable thesis. Like we talked about last time with the rhetorical analysis, you want to make sure that you're not just listing something or saying uh, for example, with a rhetorical analysis, a metaphor is a comparison not using like her as. Well, that's a definition, and that's not necessarily an arguable thesis. No one is going to say that you're wrong about that. You want to be making some sort of claim. So you must mention the feature or the features that you're going to be discussing in relation to one social norm. So as a reminder, you're going to be making a claim about what it is or is not doing in the text. For example, is this feature manipulating our idea of the social norm? Is it reinforcing it? Is it creating it? Once again, there are several other words listed in your visual analysis prompt, such as reproducing, questioning, subverting, um, and there are a few others listed in there as well. If you look in your Why One Writes book on page 78, if you don't have that, go ahead and pause this and get it out. Um, but you are supposed to have read the article, Beauty at Face Value, of a student who wrote this assignment last year. On page 78, about halfway through the first paragraph, they make a strong, arguable claim. They say... The beauty fashion industry has the strongest influence on how women feel about themselves and others. It serves as a guide to how women should present themselves in society. This is problematic, however, because the industry's emphasis on outside allure leaves little room for the idea of inner beauty. So here we have the claim that the author is making, which is great. They say, you know, the beauty and fashion industry is what causes women to think specific ways about themselves or about others. And they also say why they think it's problematic. The one thing that I would say that would be important for you in terms of this paper would be to mention your features in your thesis statement. You don't necessarily have to, but I think that it makes your argument much more clear and easy for your reader to pick up on. Remember, you want the reader to be able to follow along with you as best as possible. So just think about that when you're constructing your thesis statement. The second thing I want to talk to you about was, as a reminder, you need to be incredibly specific with what you're talking about. So when you're describing the features, you need to be as specific as possible. If you think that you're being specific enough, I can almost guarantee you that you're not. Go eight steps further. Go to the point where you feel ridiculous in what you're writing about because that kind of level of specificity in detail-oriented work is what's going to get you to your analysis. Um, so if we talk about that in relation to that same piece, Beauty at Face Value, on page 81, there is a it says Picture 3, Loft. This is a great example of them being specific when talking about the feature of facial symmetry. So I'm going to read that to you. Page 81, Beauty at Face Value. The centering and symmetry of the images allow the reader to focus squarely on the faces of the models and their beauty. 
The advertisements also draw the reader's attention to the most important parts of the model's faces using the rule of thirds, a photographic technique that directs the gaze of the viewer to specific parts of an image. The eyes of the model are enthralling, falling directly on intersecting points. The nose directs the gaze down the face, and the mouth kisses our attention with its glowing appeal. The most important parts of the model's faces are in the form of an upside-down triangle, the eyes, nose, and mouth, and the image is framed by the surrounding hair. With a simple yet effective setup, the advertisement makes sure that every part of the image is attended to, that is, beautified. Even the mouths in the advertisements seem to have some motion to them. The models in the images never have their mouths completely closed. This could be just the style of the industry, but it seems to have more a functional purpose because most of the images feature semi-open lips. Every cheek, nose, lip, chin, forehead, and eye is used to attract onlookers and create a strong response from them. The almost obsessive attention to the image's every detail reveals the industry's belief that every part of the face can serve an aesthetic function, and it encourages the viewers to examine the details of their own faces in the same way. Viewers are encouraged to see how their own faces compare to the models, which makes the viewer believe that they need to look like the models and that they maybe can if they use the products advertised. So if you see right here, they're not just discussing facial symmetry. They're talking about eyes. They're talking about the nose. They're talking about the mouth. They're talking about the movement of the mouth, the way the eyes are placed, where the hair is placed around it. They're talking about the rule of thirds. Um, they talk about the form of an upside-down triangle. So they're not briefly mentioning facial symmetry. They're being extremely specific with what they're talking about. Um, the author later goes on to answer the question, what effect does facial symmetry have on the audience, which is an equally important point to discuss in your essay, because as you remember, we're not just talking about the features, but we're talking about what kind of comment they're making on that social norm or stereotype you're discussing. The last thing that I wanted to mention to you as you guys are beginning to draft for your class next Monday is within your body paragraphs what is the relationship between the visual text being discussed? This is, in a way, a comparative assignment. If you look in your assignment prompt, under drafting, it discusses the fact that this is in a comparative analysis of how these features function in at least three different texts. So, are these visual texts similar? Are they different or both? Do they present the same social norm in different ways? Or do they use the same features to present different comments on that social norm? So that's just something to think about. In writing your paragraphs, you need to show the relationship between those different visual texts. They're not standalones, but they all represent something and they all have some sort of interconnectedness. So make sure to please have those two to three paragraphs done for class tomorrow. Please upload them in your group in the discussion forum or under the file share. I will post something on Blackboard to show you the definitive place where you should um, upload that for class tomorrow because we're going to be working on revising those paragraphs within your group. Have a good one. Thank you.